kids, you know what the best part about taking 12 weeks off from podcasting? Coming back. Here we go. The brand new second season of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Yay! From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Welcome to the brand new season of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Hooray! All new reimagined season. Thank you guys so much for listening to what we are doing here. My name is Evo Terra. Thanks to my lovely wife Sheila for putting up the first 30 weeks of this. Now, I think we are in our groove. Speaking of that, if you are fans of those first 30 episodes, don't worry. You're going to get even more of what you loved, and that was the stories of our travels around the world. And. If you are an old-time listener of ours, then you're really in for a treat. As you could probably tell by the energy of me right now and the energy of this bed music, the old Chivo stuff is coming back too. Hooray! And of course, if you are brand new first-time listeners, thank you very much. We hope to entertain you with great stories from us and from others all over the globe. Coming up on the program, Sheila and I discuss economic indicators over beer in Hue, Vietnam, and one international traveler will share his stories of living full-time in Hong Kong. It's all coming up right now on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. based on the price of beer. Okay. So here in Hue, Vietnam, yes. it's 15,000 Vietnamese dollars. Convert that. About to, 75 price. cents okay. US. When we were in Hanoi, beer is between 25 and 30,000 dollars. Okay. Which is at 30, it's one and a half. Okay, still not bad. Right? So, but, but still double. But this right? is this is probably on the same scale as like Budweiser, Miller, or something like that. Um, well, of course. It, yeah, I'm not talking this, about... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not talking about a craft beer. No, no. Because that would be very, very... Well, lovely. that's what I wanted to clear up. Yeah, excellent. Right now, just a normal, everyday beer off the street giving me something... So, if you figure that's how much the dollar equivalence is for there to there. Okay. When we were in... Thailand, mm-hmm. when we were buying beer out at a restaurant in Renong, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 baht. 
low, low super shape brush were 40 bat, but we didn't find very many. Okay, 50 so bat. that's a little over a dollar. 50, dollar 50, it would be 50 and 60 bat, so it was close yeah. to close to dollar a dollar and a half. Oh, yeah, to, to, to do a two dollar. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know that it works if you try and do it for the states because there's right. just weirdness in that. I mean, we there there is not as much of a markup on food in Southeast. Asia, okay. as right. there is in other places, right? But you can you can go buy this very same beer that I'm drinking for fifteen thousand dong in a grocery store for probably ten to twelve thousand right. dong. I could buy a bottle of Budweiser for seventy five cents, but when I buy it in a restaurant somewhere, it's going to cost me between More. three and five bucks. Right? So it's, right. it's a huge markup when we go to the, the service economy. This place is not on the service economy. It's much more of a just markup slightly for people. Right. So I think. If you look at it from the, if, if my assumption is correct, mm -hmm. you can base cost of, you can make an entire cost of living adjustment based on the price of beer. Then Huey, where we're at right now, is by far the cheapest place we've been. We've been. And if you think about it from the resorty places we've been, like when we were on Kotao yep. and other places, you know, beer comes at a premium there as well. You know, How much were you paying there? 80. Okay. At a minimum. You yeah. know, for, for a single beer, Smart. so that's an, an, an 80, 80 bat uh, to the conversion of my head. It's 35, it's so it's a little over two bucks, right? Yeah. Two, uh, two bucks and a dime, basically, somewhere around there. Yeah. So it's going to be more expensive right. to live in those particular places. So right now, way with its 75 cent beer, or as I like to say, 15,000 dong, is the cheapest place to be. I would, I, I think I would agree with you. I, I haven't tested enough to, to make a solid judgment, but just by what where we've been so far, yeah, probably. What was it in Copenhagen? Oh my goodness, terribly expensive. Even, I mean, you could find the cheap place of that one little bar hidden away, but still, we were paying three dollars, I think, for a beer. They were not, yeah, they were not. So that's the thing about finding a good index, like my new beer-based cost of living index, or the Bibiki. <laughs> Bibichai? Bibichai. Bibikli. 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 Bibikli is what it shall be called from now on. We will run the Bibikli through the rest of our travels here and then try and retroactive it back okay. through Europe and find out. Have I stumbled on the you should, easiest way? You should create a, a graph. No, no, no. Even better. I'm going to call Planet Money. <laughs> and get them involved in your craziness. Have a new vlog. So I'm either going to do that or I'm going to drink this beer. <laughs> I see you drinking the beer. Sweet. Yeah, so after... Did she, like, kidnap you and bring you to Hong Kong, or...? Sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> after the better part of a year living as full-time travelers, we've covered the gamut of accommodations. Five-star resorts, cheap hostels, private bedrooms, and then we went to Hong Kong. My name is Grant, yes. Grant Yang. Currently, I'm in Hong Kong. Been okay. here for a year. 
Grant was our boatmate for a few days while we were in Hong Kong. And by boatmate, I mean we shared a boat in Aberdeen Harbor. A very nice boat, but still a boat. That was interesting. Luckily, so was Grant. You're actually Chinese by birth, right? That's right, that's right. I was born in Nanjing, China. So Nanjing is um, on the Yangtze River in China. Um, it's called Nanming South and Jing means capital. So Beijing is Bei means north and Jing means capital. So Nanjing is, has been for, long, for many dynasties the capital of China. Um, so when the communists took over in 1949, they moved the capital to the north. Okay. Um, so Nanjing is a very historic city, so I grew up there until I was nine. I moved my parents um, to Seattle and been there pretty much ever since. How long have you been in Hong Kong? Uh, a year. You've yeah, been here for a year? Yeah, July so, till So I, you told us uh, last night that you were you work in finance. That's right. Right? Near finance. Um, do, do you have the opportunity to do much traveling now that you're here, or are you you here to work and earn a pile of money and then go back and retire at thirty at when you get to Tacoma? What's mm -hmm. what are you what are you doing? Well, I do get um, more opportunities to travel just because simply because most people that come here from abroad um, come here because they like being abroad. Um, Hong Kong people from UK from Australia all over the world come here. And they're very far from home, and the culture, immersed in the culture, is very, most likely, very different from what they're used to, um, because people are just by, by you know, by default, very adventurous. Just and you're in Asia, right? You're in Southeast Asia, and uh, you know you you can jump off to any country in Asia, in Australia. Uh, yeah, so it's get to travel a lot. In your travels, have you had any? any odd experiences as you've traveled where you've gone. How did that just happen? Mm -hmm. Being a foreign country, um, whatever foreign means, but being a foreign country, everything is an odd experience. For example, you sit down, you have no napkin at your table, <laughs> and you have to buy a napkin <laughs> at a restaurant. Or, in many restaurants in China, I've noticed that you sit down and then bring these little cold dishes to you, like little peanuts and you know, pickled vegetables. You're like, oh, that's so nice. And you only to later find out that they'll charge you for those. So if you didn't say no, you would have gotten charged a ridiculous, Great. not ridiculous, but an unreasonable <laughs> price for those dishes. Um, have your friends come out to see you? Yeah, I had a couple of friends last year who passed through town. Um, they were doing their quarter life crisis tour of Southeast Asia. So they went to Japan, Cambodia, um, Hong Kong, Taiwan. So tell me more about this quarter life crisis. Yeah. You turn 25 and you're already bored with the world mm -hmm. and you decide you want to go, what, travel? Traveling is a new form of narcissism. Because if you think about it, it's all the people that have gone through a quarter life crisis, something they eventually get to is like, oh, well, I'm going to go quit my job impromptu and, and go travel and, um, you know, make my friends jealous about it by posting a ton of pictures on Facebook. Um, that's not to say all people who do travel the world are doing it for that purpose, but I feel like people in my generation who do it <laughs> now, I think practically speaking, it's quite irresponsible. You either do it because your background gives you the, like, your family's pretty well off, so you can take, afford to take a year off. Because um, 
if you actually needed that money to support your family and you've worked for the last 18 years to get to where you are, why would you put it in jeopardy and, right. and leave now? Um, and then they, you know, if you, if you travel and, um, you know, what's, then what's the point? You still have to return to reality, right? It's like Leo, Leo's the beach, right? You still have to return to reality one day. Um, so this quarter-life crisis that, you know, we talk about and it's, I don't know where it ends. It, you probably do just need a year off to let it out. Hmm. Um, I think you said we had to, the party's going to end for us sometime soon. Shit. <laughs> well, here's the deal. We're not at a quarter life. We're like, That's right. We're midlife crisis. Right. We're still not well off. And that kind of stuff, we still have to make money at some point. <laughs> I think he called you a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, well, that was not me. No. It was you. No, but like I said, you know, people do it for different reasons, you know. Um, the And... I mean, the result you get to may be the same for the reason you set out to do it for. Just, I mean, that identifies you for who you are. And that's the show. What do you think of the new format of the new season? Let us know by emailing, tweeting, Facebooking, or just plain commenting on the blog. We would love to hear from you. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all the music used in this episode. For Eva Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening. See you next week from Sydney, Australia. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well-outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details and click on the house-sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.